0: God, thank you uh, for the day, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity uh, to gather together um, as the bride of Christ and uh, just be encouraged uh, to be refreshed, renewed, Lord, to praise you and and lift your name up, God, and and, uh, Lord, we just want to invite your spirit in this morning to speak to each of us, Lord, to open up our hearts to what you have for us. God, what steps we need to take, what, what places, what areas we need to allow you to transform us in. God, and then I, and I pray, as, as your word says, that we're not just hearers, but we're doers. And we go out and live differently. We don't look like the world because we have something the world doesn't have, but the world needs and so I pray that we do go out and take this light that we've been given and, and shine it. We love you so much. Thank you so much for Jesus and his sacrifice for us. And um, God, just all that comes with that. We just ask us in his name. Amen. Whew. Well, we missed you guys last week. We the. The Beckham household, I, I told Brian, I was like, Montezuma's revenge has, uh, has attacked us. And uh, we, stomach flus, stomach bug, whatever, it was it was rough, except on Elias, who just, <laughs> he just bounced around and laughed about it, and it didn't seem to faze him, and I'm like over there about to die. Uh, so, uh, to be two. <laughs> anyway, well, this morning, um, I just had a real practical message that God's been just kind of working out in me through different people and different times uh, over over the course of the last couple of months, and it, it just kind of all uh, culminated a little bit and fit together really well. And so, I just want to share some some practical th- things with you. I was talking to Caden. I was like, "Hey, schools schools coming to an end, you know?" And um, I was talking to the youth group about that. Uh, it's real easy when when we kind of finish up, uh, especially for students and teachers. You know, they've been working really hard, and it's like, ah. You know, it's like coming home after a long day, and ah, you know, and the couch is there, and the TV's there, and it's just so tempting uh, to just check out sometimes. You know, and we all need uh, some rest, and I know that. Um, but uh, but you know, the the little coined phrase, the lazy days of summer, and and I hope I hope is our our faith and our the journey we're on. I hope I hope we're not lazy in that, and I hope summer's not a time to be lazy in that and and I just want to I want to pass along some things that I feel like if we make some effort on this summer we can we could see great things you know for the kingdom and in, in our in our sphere that we're around and, and those kinds of things when I was younger I was in um, the scouting program for a little while and I remember uh, them teaching us we'd, we'd get a topography map and a compass and one of those little rectangle clear ones and and uh... there's different lines on it and they would i'm not going to explain this very well that's why i wasn't in scouting very long Um but uh... orienteering i think is the big fancy word for it um, but uh... there's there's people in here that can do a much better job than me explaining this to you but anyway you use a compass and you make a a, a route and then you can take the compass you know off the map and follow your heading and get there and all that good stuff. Well, it wasn't while I was, while I was younger, but I learned um, in school at some point, you know, that the compass uh, didn't point to true north, um, that there's, there's two norths. And I'm like, what? You know, uh, when you first discover that, obviously, there's the north pole and south pole uh, that our earth rotates on its axis on. And then there's magnetic north, which is where your compass is going to take you, which currently, I believe, is about 300 miles ish from the north pole currently but it moves so next year it'll be different than it is right now uh, magnetic north moves around and so if you followed your compass you'd get decently close but you'd still uh be off and i couldn't as i was like as guy was just kind of like piecing this thing together that that image just kept coming up because how true it is for us you know we we walk around and and We're good, and we're making good choices, and and things aren't just looking inherently bad, so it seems good, and sometimes I think we end up getting off track a little bit, and we point people real close to Jesus, but not quite. You know, we point them to this lifestyle, again, of maybe good choices and good moral things in our life, but are we really pointing them to the truth, the real truth? and what it means to follow Christ, and what it means to have Christ, and what it should look like for me. Um, We just got through with a season of seven-year-old track. Don't ever do that. No one told me it was like a nine-hour event of, when's he got an event? In four hours? And we're just what are we doing? You just sit under a tent, and now it's three hours and 59 minutes. (laughs) Now it's three hours, and you're just like... (laughs) <laughs> we could have went and watched movies in between some of his stuff. And and so you you know, you go out there and, and you know, they do their thing and uh they run around and as in everything, everything's measured, you know. And uh you know, sometimes I think we need to stop and, and make sure we're we're measuring where we are. How are things looking? You know, I, I Man, a lot of times when I preach, I, I talk about my weight because I like to eat and I have seasons of being a little healthy and seasons of being unhealthy and it fluctuates as many of us experience and time will go by and I'll start to, start to feel bad and I haven't been on the scale in a while and then I get on it and I don't want to be on it. And, and uh, you know, again, sometimes in my spiritual life, it's the same way. I don't want to stop and look because I know, man, things aren't, aren't exactly where they need to be. Again, I haven't like dove into the inherently bad or evil, but it's just kind of become mundane, kind of become casual. And I don't think that's the life Jesus really called us to. And so this morning, <laughs> uh, I want to read some passages of Scripture to you, share some thoughts with you uh, about maybe some things we can do uh, to breathe life into that. And, and again, maybe I might hit on some different areas. Maybe in one area, you you kind of got that going on, and then another area, maybe not. So I hope there's something in here a little bit for everybody. Um, But uh, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And that's, you know, that's ultimately our goal. We want to make sure that we are pointing others towards Christ because that's what separates us from everyone else. We're not finding truth in a statement. We are finding truth in a person. That is a big difference. A very deep, big difference. And we need to point people to Jesus, to Jesus Christ. So as I was breaking this down, um, the measuring stick I kind of use for myself is, you know, do I, do I, because the Bible says out of the overflow, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So it's a good gauge. It's a good measuring stick to examine what you're saying, Right to pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. And again, maybe you're not out there saying all these terrible things, but are you saying kingdom things? Again, a very big difference. Are we pointing to others, pointing others to Jesus with with how we talk? Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So this first little area. I want to challenge you in is with the world. I labeled it strangers, just people we don't know or people we don't know well. Um, I'm going to read from Matthew 5:15 and 16, Matthew 5:15 and 16. And it says, "Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house, And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Ellen was talking about this downstairs with the kids. You know, we we should live in such a way that it looks radically different to the world. We should not be blending in. And again, oftentimes, just throughout the the life, it just happens, right? It, we just slip into that role so many times, and, and we end up just blending in and looking like everybody else around us, and we should be standing out. Um, and so that people see something different in us. And and it, it causes them um, to wonder, you know, hey, you know, what's, what's, what's going on here? Uh, Psalms 105.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, and make known his deeds among the people. And, and, I, and it, you know, I think about that, like, just as we're going about our day, and as we're doing things, and we're doing them for the Lord. Uh, I talk about that all the time with the people around me. I'm like, hey, we're not doing this for so-and-so. We're doing this for Jesus. And I, I oftentimes myself when I'm working at someone's house or doing something, picture that as, hey, if this was Jesus' house right now, you know, what would I do different? Would it be any different than what I've already done, you know? And because we're working uh, for the Lord and we need to make known uh, His deeds among the people. And so just those opportunities were we're out there in the world and we're doing things um, and people see and windows of opportunity open up for you to engage someone that doesn't know Jesus And you to be able to share what God's doing and what He's done to make known His deeds among the people. And of course, uh, you know, the mission of the church, uh, Matthew 28 19 and 20, to go make disciples. To go make disciples. This is the beginning step of that. You know, That introduction to who Jesus is, he did that for his disciples. There was this come and see period, right? He shows up on the scene and he invites them to come and hang out with him and ask their questions and get to know who he is. And people do that through us now. And I got to ask you this morning as we're measuring things and you're kind of examining the things you talk about in everyday life, when's the last time you actually shared the gospel with someone? That's a tough question sometimes. Sometimes it stings a little bit. Maybe you have a mainly Christian circle. I get that. I understand that. But God's at work. The world needs God. We know that. They need Jesus. And are we open and looking for opportunities where God's working on someone to step in and share the good news? Right? This incredible gift that we've been given to share the good news. That's the beginning when we talk about discipleship and the maturing process Everybody starts off in infancy, right? That initial belief in the new life that we're given in Jesus. And are we sharing that with anyone? That's not a question most Christians like being asked. And I know the reason. Because the answer is no. Or it's years. And it makes me wonder, what's missing? What's missing that I'm not getting the opportunity to to share the most important message with anyone? It's a good question. We'll come back to that. The next little uh, area in, that I wanted to challenge you in is uh, our friends and family. I was just trying to break down kind of our our circle, and that's who we're around the most, right? And again, maybe you're for you, that's a lot of Christian people. And Thank God we need fellowship with each other because, again, this isn't an easy journey. The world's not a piece of cake. It's it's rough sometimes. And we need each other. God says we need each other. It's all throughout Scripture that we need each other. Um, I I love this verse. It always comes to mind when I I think about our families. Uh, It's in Joshua in the Old, uh, Old Testament, 24, verse 15. Joshua 24, 15 it says, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But, for, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Again, that sounds really good. And when you say it, it almost like, you know, like, we'll serve the Lord. There's this like battle element to it almost. Are our families serving the Lord? Are we serving the Lord? Again, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 7. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. There's another part. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. I got to tell you, I think, I think that if I am to examine myself and I couldn't sit here and tell you anything that I'm talking about about God around my dinner table, around my friends' tables, at ball games, in the car, something is wrong. Either I don't have anything to say because I'm not doing the, the verse 5 there, loving the Lord and my God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Or I'm scared, and we all know it says over 360 times not to be afraid. I remember, and I know I've shared this before, I remember when God kind of laid this on my heart. And it hurt to hear it because I knew it was true. We don't like those kinds of things, the truth sometimes. Sometimes. It's like being, when we shut off the lights in here, right, for the projector, and then we turn it back on and you hear that, It's the exact same thing. Because we've been walking in the dark. We're going to finish up with a verse that talks about that. We've been walking in the dark sometimes and we didn't even know it. Because it's not just this blatant evil thing that we're doing. It's just that we've forsaken our first love. It's just that we've fallen into the mundane, hypnotizing that the world throws at us. And we trudge along, being good, but we're pointing people to magnetic north and not true north. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. And what I want to challenge you on, maybe, maybe this is hitting you like it hit me. And it's like, oh, you know, and it's one of those things, like, if we haven't been doing it, sometimes uh, the opposite can happen. We can feel guilty, and we can feel like there's no hope, and we can just, well, I'm just who I am, and I can't change. And that's not true, because Jesus is in the business of changing you. It's promised. It's part of the new covenant. Transformation. You cannot change you. That is correct. But he can. When we do the simple things, Ben and I talk all the time, and Ben will be like, hey, what do I do? And I'm reminding myself when I say, and I go back to the early church, I'm like, devote yourself to the teachings, to the fellowship with each other, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Did you do that today? No, me neither. Let's do it right now. You know? Don't live with the chains of guilt. Do something about it. Because you can make a difference, and it can change right this second. Even if it's been years. Maybe we've fallen asleep for years. It doesn't matter. That's all over. But today isn't, and we're not promised tomorrow, right? So be very present in today, and we can do something today. We can begin to get this right. I I call it flipping the switch. That's why I always just think of it in in my mind. And so when as I'm going about my day and people are coming in and out of my life, whether I know them or not, how can I take what we're talking about and flip it to something kingdom-minded? And you can't always. And I don't think you're always supposed to. But if it's not happening at all... So how do we do that? You know, How do we, how do we go out here and, and, uh, and do something? Dwayne and I were at breakfast the other day, and we, we shared each other's testimonies with one another. And that was really cool. I got, you know, I got to, to hear how he met Jesus, and he got to hear how I met Jesus, and that was really cool. That was a cool moment. Or when you're in a store, and, you, man, just like you feel that burden, and you're checking out, and the cashier's there, and, man, maybe just saying something like, hey, this may be out of place, and approaching it with some grace and humility, but asking them if, if, you, if there's anything they can, you can pray for them about. And if there's nobody standing in line, man, do it right then. Pray with them. Just looking for opportunities to turn this to Jesus. That we don't just stay in, in this rut of doing the same things the world would do and passing up opportunities. Because if you don't ever throw the seed out there, it's never going to grow, right? Ever. When we got to throw the seed, the last the last one I want to share with you is, is uh, it was kind of weird. We had an XP3 at Dave's house the other day, and I had an agenda, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just had a lesson, right? That I would, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is how it's going to go, and God's like, <laughs> we'll see about that. And it took a turn in the middle of it, and I, like, it was awesome. You know, it was just one of those moments where you step back and i like, wow, man. Like, God just taught us all, I think, some truth that you know, again, maybe I ultimately knew that, but like just had never seen it like that before. And it was just, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. They probably all the went home I'm like, all right, just kidding. <laughs> Jeff wouldn't shut up again. Um, and uh, so we were, we were sharing a passage. It's first John one, five to 10. And uh, it was really cool because it's often a place that we don't think about giving glory to God and it's in sin. Because sin separates us from God. And we all run around and like, I'm only human. There's a song about it. You bleed when you fall down. And, and you know, there's, all, there's this truth out there. We all know we're, we're flawed. I, and I, I know I've said this. I tell my life, just stop saying it. We all know. We're, like we're big mess ups. All right, we're good. But we got Jesus. <laughs> and he can do immeasurably more. And in our weakness, he's made strong, right? Just all this backwards thinking That's a part of the kingdom of God. And so in 1 John 1, 5 through 10, I'm going to read this to you and and then share some thoughts and then kind of wrap this whole thing up. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, As He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His Word is not in us. We are sinners. We're sinners, and we all know that, and we agree on that, but the question we kind of like came to at XP3 a couple weeks ago was, how do we give Jesus a platform in the middle of that? And it was tough because, like, we were talking about cheating in school, and I'm not going to assume everybody in here cheated when you were in school, but if you didn't, I took care of that for you and did it enough, all right? So we're all guilty (laughs) by association, okay? Um, So... (laughs) <laughs> in high school, I cheated for other people, in college, I cheated for myself, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, because um, there were some guys on the basketball team that weren't going to be able to play, so I could do math really well, anyway, I used it for others, um, you know, and it's funny, because that's kind of how it surfaced, right, we were talking about cheating in school, and like, hey, you know, so-and-so was struggling, what if I helped him, you know, or this or that, and, and uh, you know, it, it kind of and I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes sin and doing the wrong thing can really look like the right thing, right? Like, I'm doing something nice for somebody. And then it's like, okay, we did that. Like, what do we do about it? Let's say we got caught or we didn't get caught. You know, what's, what's the right thing? And, of course, then, as good Christians do, we jump to the moral code, right? And that's a good thing. We confess. Or if we get caught, we own up to it, right? Yes, it was me. And we go tell the teacher. Or we just confess it and go tell the teacher because we're guilty. And we got to thinking about it and like, yeah, but is that enough? Are we really giving Jesus the glory there? Because he tells us to confess. In the beginning of that, it, it talks about if, 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 we, uh, if we walk in the darkness, right? We have no fellowship with him, and the darkness is sin, and so we can't, we can't stay in our sin, so we, get, we got to do something about our sin, and he goes on, he says, hey, confess it, and uh, he's, he's quick to forgive, um, but how do we, in the middle of it, how do we live in his truth and walk in his light so that we're pointing people to true north? Because everybody in here would say, I mess up, I sin, I fall down. But how do we give God glory in the middle of the thing he hates? And I saw it happen the other day. A friend of mine had messed up. Wasn't the only person that messed up in the situation, but they had messed up. And they went. And even though maybe, again, maybe it wasn't their job to apologize. Maybe it wasn't their job to own it. They did anyway. And they humble, humbly approach the situation, and, and that's what they said. Hey, you know what? I messed up. I shouldn't have done this, and I shouldn't have been like this. And the person's like, you know what? That's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. And the reason it's not okay is because I love Jesus Christ, and I follow Jesus, and Christians do not act that way. And I'm sorry that I was a poor representation of Christ. Boom. I was like... That's awesome. Because it, it, it included all this other stuff, but then it, and it turned the attention on me because I've, I've done it. I've, I've owned up to some mistakes I've made. There was a few times I even just went and confessed. Not often, but I did a few times. And you know, And you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is usually the person you're confessing to is a good person and they're like, thank you for being honest. And it ends up being some awesome moment for me. And I'm getting glory, and I'm getting credit. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, what? How do we turn this to give God the glory? How do we turn this to point others to Jesus? So I want to close with this. As we're measuring this, as you reflect, again, we can't go backwards. We can only go forwards. So maybe your conversations lately haven't been centered on Jesus Maybe you're not talking about scriptures with your family. Maybe you haven't shared the gospel in a long time with anybody. Maybe there's some sin that maybe you've, maybe you've confessed. Maybe you've dealt with it a little bit, but maybe you're hiding in it. I don't know, but maybe there's an avenue here for us to flip the switch in our life today and start bringing this stuff in. So that way, when you get an opportunity to share the gospel, you're not having to tell someone else's story. You're telling your own. You have a story that God's working and doing things, and and the Spirit's manifesting itself in your life because you're doing the things that he's called you to. True north. That's where we're pointing. That's where we want to point, to the truth of the person of Jesus Christ. It's not some big, epic thing. It's the small things. So I'm just, I'm challenging you today. Man, it's Sunday. This is an easy one. You can just go sit around the dinner, lunch table and be like, Jeff, what'd y'all think of that one? You know, there you go. There's your lead in. All right, to have a good conversation about the buffoon that I'm just kidding. Um, but but seriously, just just go home today and, and talk about the message, a scripture that jumped out at you, a thought. Maybe you guys find out that you disagree with me. You can come back and tell me that. That's fine. We'll have a good talk. Okay. Do that today. There's no excuse. You don't have anything better to talk about. I promise. I promise. It might even be awkward. I love you enough to say, get over it. Start bringing Jesus into your conversations. And it'll get easier as we develop the habit to flip the switch. Let's pray. God, thanks for the day. I thank you that we could be in here. Thank you for the challenges in your word, Lord. And as as we deal with sin, God, in our life, as we confess that and And turn that back over. We know we're forgiven, God. We know that Jesus paid the price for everyone when he went to the cross. God, but we want to give you glory in our life. We want to give you glory in all the circumstances, in all the situations that we go through. So, God, as we develop relationships with people in this world that don't know you, I pray they see something in us. God, and I pray that we can just bring the gospel to them, the good news of Jesus Christ, and we can lead them to you, that they can start their journey, their relationship. God, and with our friends and family, with our inner circle that we're supposed to build up and encourage, it's so good to just be around them and cut loose sometimes and just forget that I'm here to sharpen and and challenge and push and, and dig through Scripture with you. God, help us to to share with our families, to help our families grow and mature. And I, and again, I just pray that not something we're just talking about, but stuff that we're doing. And God, as you begin to work in our life, I, I pray that your light just shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and that we have more things to celebrate and celebrate and celebrate in your kingdom. We love you, Lord. Thank you for our time here this morning, and just be with us this afternoon as we engage in these conversations and just let your spirit take over and lead them into places that they need to go. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen.